and like that, Hambo's back on the air. April 20th, 2020. Um, yeah, I'm in the studio in my underground bunker, as I always say. And uh, I should be uh, expecting a call in from uh, a repeated guest, Daniel Wilson. Uh, old Hambo's had some uh, interesting technical ups and downs um, uh, with with funding of of the of uh, the Ham Palace here on Podbean. So, uh, well, I'm, I'm still on the air, and uh, I'm, I'm going to be recording episode 100 pretty soon. And um, I hope uh, I hope you all turn, tune into that one. I'm going to have some uh, celebrity guests, as always, a lot of fun. I'll be back to true form. Might even throw in a comedy skit like the old days. Um, I practice more stand-up comedy, but, you know, all the celebrity guests, uh, they'll be they'll be calling in. And, uh, I'm, I'm going to try to make it special. Um, guests and call-ins. Well... I'm going to keep this open, open-ended. Uh, probably it'll be an hour or less. I do have limited space uh, per month, so I can only churn out so many episodes per month at this time. Um, but uh, that might change uh, eventually. We'll see how the coming uh, month or two goes. And uh, people are welcome to call in. Uh, I just ask that you just, you know, just be cool. Um, try to stay on topic for what we're talking about. We'll, we'll probably be, probably be talking about the paranormal. Um, I'm going to be talking about state of the industry, comics, comics and movies. Uh, generally, I don't know how specific I'm going to get on that. Um, I'm going to talk some missing 411. Uh, might come up with a little life lesson plan that's something I've learned uh, in my life so far, maybe in the last year or two. Doesn't mean you have to implement it. It's just my unique opinion. Could be right or could be wrong. <laughs> it's just something that I learned that has worked. We have D-Don coming into live studio. Let's see if we can get him, if we can hear him. Let's see here. Hopefully if uh, everything's working right, you guys hear me all right? Um, D-Don, D-Don, still waiting. Still waiting. Let's see. Let's see. Okay. Well, he is calling in, but I don't hear him. So... But it does say live in the studio, entered the live studio. So maybe he's just getting everything revved up. Um, I'm sure he'll chime in once things get started. Okay, here we go. Hold on, hold on. And go. You down. Can you hear me? Chris, yes, can you hear me? Chris. <laughs> and all right, maybe we'll have some technical difficulties. No. Um, 
I have my volume turned up to 52. Jeremy. That's all right. That's all right. Sometimes, these, sometimes these things happen. Let me mess around with my mic. I'll hit the button on the mic again. Christopher, I can't hear you, man. Sorry, one more thing. Chris. God damn it, I can't hear a thing. Hello. Can you hear me? Chris. Can you hear me? I can. You can right now? Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, there we go. Man, that was a, that was a tricky one. All right, all right. Thank, thanks for hanging in there with me. Am I coming through? Yeah, yeah, you sound great. Oh, uh, good. Do I you sound, sound great. Good? Yep, sound good. Yeah. Coming through loud and clear. <laughs> good, good. I was just, uh, you know, telling the listeners that we might be, uh, if there's anybody that's curious, they might call in. I'll allow it this time. We're keeping, it, keeping it kind of lean under under the 60-minute uh, mark, but there's a lot to cover. Hopefully, we don't get any uh, maniac calling <laughs> <laughs> or if we do, it'll be unique. That's for sure. <laughs> it sounds like we're taking any and all calls, so yeah. we'll see what happens. I just wanted to take a little risk, and uh, but uh, for I think next time I might do something where I put out a link, where if people want to, you know, for the fans of the show, if they want to call in using that link, they can. But this is pretty open, so um, we'll keep things pretty flexible. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so how you been? Oh man, I've been good. Uh, had a good weekend. It's been just cr crazy insane for me the past, and I'm not talking about ever the lockdown. 
aside from the lockdown, it's been a crazy uh, couple weeks for me because okay. I, I just moved out of the house that I was living at for five years. Um, so just this last, this is my, I'm, this is my first month at my new apartment. So we had, I mean, I had a total of like, I don't know, eight different people lived there over the past five years. And there was so much storage that it got people's stuff just piled in uh, to the garage and to the basement. So it's a big move out to get yeah. everything out. Oh, yeah. And uh, so fine, like it's almost there, not quite. We're almost done. I think one yeah. more weekend and I'll be freed and just, I, and I used it as a great opportunity to go minimal, like having, mm -hmm. go, being forced to move as fast as possible. I won't yeah. get into why, but yeah, I was pretty much put forced to move as fast as possible, you know, about you know regard you know uh it due to the current situation that we're all no, under but um it just made me realize how minimalism how minimal i want to go i, I want to be next move i make i want to just be able to up and move you know what i mean oh just yeah in, so i totally get that i i'm i'm there right there with you um it's hard it's been hard for me over the years and i've i've the last couple moves i've tried to you know, throw stuff out. Um, it hasn't been easy, and uh, but I've been doing it gradually. Now that I have some things in the storage, I can kind of take my time and give. Okay, I can let go of that. I can try to sell this. Yeah. Um, because you're right. You're absolutely right. You never know when the heat's going to be around the corner, and you got to move or do. You know, you got to get up and go. You got to be portable sometimes. And uh, as a collector, you know, I'm someone that's collected comics throughout the years and uh, other other things and uh it's tough it's like it's it's tough because there's some things that are to me worth value but then others right like, oh, i can kind of let go of that but it's like you know we live in a materialistic society and uh it's i think it's built into a lot of us to like hold on to stuff so it is it is it's like a a kind of a type of death when you can let go of something and uh, it's it's not easy, but we become so connected to things. So, I mean, that's how I am. I don't know if that's with you. What um, you no, I completely agree with you. Objects hold an emotional uh, energy to them. A lot of things. Uh, a part of it, though, for me, and I think you you might agree, is just for me. I had stuff where it was papers and old clothes and shoes and stuff that I've had 10 years to use this stuff or need it, and I didn't. I didn't need any of it. So it's just, I think after 10 years of holding on to it, I looked at a big piles of stuff that I had stored away, and I was like, I do not need this. Yes, maybe later on down the, the line, I might come back and want, like have materials to use. But uh, after being in a situation where I have to be super mobile, get, I have to up and get out, it just made me appreciate the, the idea of not holding on to what I don't need, to just mm -hmm. let go. You know, I listened to a podcast last night, The Tinfoil Hat, and mm -hmm. it was, yeah, I listened, it wasn't new yesterday, 
but I listened to it yesterday, and it was this guy talking about a, a comet or an asteroid hitting the Earth in the next 30 days. And I was just thinking, like, how much do I need all of that storage stuff if, if, uh, if a asteroid hits the Earth? No. You know, I, I don't think an asteroid's going to hit the Earth. I'm just back to the materialism. What good is it? In yeah. a, and, and I think I've just been thinking about it a lot more recently um, because of the move. It's like, yes, holding stuff. You might need it someday. It has its advantages. If you got, if you need it, you have it. But mm -hmm. it's weight, and you have to make the choice. Do you want the weight, or do you want the mobility? Do you want the quick evacuation uh, possibility? And I think right now I want the quick evacuate. I want to be tight. I want to have mm -hmm. my stuff. I want to have it organized. And if I have to make what. What a big move taught me is, you know, don't procrastinate with all your junk. Get it organized when you have a sec. Make a point to organize your stuff. Get rid of the stuff you absolutely don't need. Store yeah. it properly. Think of your next move ahead of time. Like, I've never done that before, yeah. but this one, this one made me need to do that, need to think that way. Anyways, man, how you doing? I haven't talked to you for... <laughs> A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Um, well, I'm trying to try to get the kinks uh, worked out with uh, the billing process and, and what plan I was going to continue to go on in Podbean. Um, yeah. I do like the live format. I think we both agree on that. That's a nice thing to have. Um, that would be able to work me down uh, to get back on the old plan of the $5 plan, $5 a month at uh, 100 megabytes. Um, um, and... Uh, so that's going to work for now until until things really get going, you know. Um, I get more of a uh, uh, get, get more fans here, but um, I've been doing all right. I mean, I, I I stay in even before all this. I stayed in quite a bit, and uh, I stay busy. I've been, you know, I've been taking using this as a t chance to start calling people, some friends up, and talking to them. But I've been writing. I've been drawing my comic. I've been. I've been playing some games, some uh, little uh, solo role-playing games, and that's great for the imagination, um, yeah. great for storytelling. Um, I'm reading an awesome book right now by uh, um, Joseph Campbell called The Hero with a Thousand Faces, which is awesome. It's about uh, kind of basic uh, storytelling and then uh, the archetypes that have been used throughout the years of ancient Greece all the way to now. and different right. cultures how they tell stories um yeah and uh, yeah and this, letting this be an opportunity to, to uh get better at, at some things keep playing my ukulele um get caught up with some some uh, movies i wanted to watch been watching dark crystal getting caught up uh with some movies um yeah but i mean you, i'm sure I, I you probably haven't had much time to be you know because you've been moving that takes up a lot of your energy and time right now so I don't know what well, you've been doing. No, what man. I've, I've had I've had a little bit of spare time because I've been we've been cleaning and like we had so much stuff at the house: motorcycles, tools, scrap material, just so much stuff um, that it's it's been it's been hard. You have to 
Yeah, and it's not like easy. I can't just get a dumpster. It's five different people's stuff. So unless we're gonna just throw it all away, we've gotta coordinate with everyone to come get their stuff, get it out of there, figure out what we're gonna do with the trash. And then on top of that, man, I've been like just working like a madman. Yeah. My job, my job didn't slow down. It just got more uh, technical with, you know, these new appraisal guidelines with the current situation. So, um, yeah, man, it's it's with that with the move and just organizing. You know, you got to organize the new place. You got to create these new systems. Then you got to yeah. clean out clean out the old place. Oh, by the way, the comet's gonna hit the earth. You know, <laughs> yeah. Try not to listen to stuff like that when you're already enduring enough stuff as it is. Right, um, right. You know, and and one of the things that is always tough about moving is just it's a whole new place. It's a whole new vibe. It's like, yep, it's a weird thing to get used to every time you move to a new place, new area. It, it's so kind of jarring, and it's like, gosh, you're out of your comfort zone for sure. And you have to make a new comfort zone, and it it is, it takes a little while to get used to that. No matter what, where it is, even if you're moving kind of like a couple blocks away from the original spot, it's it's a weird, emotional, jarring thing. It know? really is. Yeah, it really is. But I got <coughs> living with the same folks, a uh, few less, okay. and so it there's good chemistry. There's yeah, been good chemistry, good. yeah, with, you know, being kind of lo locked into where you're staying, spending a lot of time there. Because I, I go to coffee shops. I work at coffee shops. And so all the coffee shops are closed. So it's been home. But the nice thing is I got a nice change of scenery with the new place. We got a nice porch uh, with – it's been nice lately. So – we're getting that fresh air. We're doing those morning little subpar workouts, and it's good. It's good. So um, you know, okay. you gotta count your blessings, right? Yeah, you sure do. Gotta use the, the grateful method. You know, they say. Actually, when my my last job, my sales my boss said, you know, I say say three things you're grateful for in the morning when you get up. And uh, I, I try to do that every so often. I'm not saying I do it every day. It's just something yeah. that it probably puts me on track subconsciously to appreciate sure. small things. And um, I guess there's your life lesson, uh, audience. I was revving everybody up. I always like to <laughs> kind of give a little what I've learned in the last year or two and do with, do with it what you will. I guess that's kind of the... The lesson, you know, is, is to find a tech, something that's positive to make you appreciate the small things in your life and then in the big things. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So been reading books. Uh, I've started re rewatching The Witcher and I actually started listening to the audiobook of The Witcher, uh, The Last Witch. Really? That's been pretty damn good. Like, you know how you have a game. I know you're a Game of Thrones fan. Yeah. You read, have you read the books? No, I have not. The Game of Thrones books? But I, no, but I, can I just... Uh, I did yeah, listen man. to all of the lore 
from YouTube. So there's all kinds of videos, and HBO even, I think, did, where they had the, the actors read from the book. Right. Um, you can go on YouTube and listen to all the Game of Thrones lore about the how, different houses. So I think I got a lot of the book from those. Go on. Just yeah, you can, get, you can get the gist. Well, pretty much, I've read like the first two books. The first one I read on paperback. The second one I listened to an audible, and they're very detailed about the, the the family history and the hierarchies and the way people talk. It's very, you know, it, it, it's you have to kind of uh, pay attention to it a little bit. The Witcher, it's not so hardcore like that, which is refreshing. It's kind of like a, just a, a guy taking these jobs and he just moves on from job to job of trying to take these monsters down. And it, it's a simple, there's not a lot of complex stuff so far, as, at least not yet. Yeah. And I'm like at chapter five and I'm like, I'm really loving the simplicity of the story, the dialogue. Um, it's just like, to me, it, it's even easier to follow than the Witcher uh, Netflix series. So I'm loving it. Um, awesome. Good recommendation. Yeah. yeah Thank yeah, you yeah. for the recommendation. Yep. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, movies, you know, I, I watch, you know, I'm a big movie guy, so I I, I uh, get fire up the projector and I check out movie news. And it's interesting to see how this has affected, you know, the industry to, like, to keep pushing all these movies back and they don't know. When yeah. things are going to be reopened, people can start trickling in again. And some people saying this is killing cinema. But uh, no, it, it's an interesting time. You know, I was thinking, you know, it's a historical time. You know, I guess that's a, a positive way to look at it. <laughs> it's a historical yeah. time we're living through. You know, Right. right. And uh, I still got to work. Um, you know, I'm grateful I'm still working part time. I, I'm trying to minimize the amount of time I'm out in the, in the grocery stores and, and all that, and uh, seeing everybody with the masks on, and it's like it's like, you know, for all we know, this could end, you know, in a week or two, or it could go on for a long time. But when it's all over and done, we'll be able to look back and be like, wow, we we lived through that craziness, you know? For sure, man. Uh, well, twenty, the year twenty fifty. Mm-hmm. We're gonna be hopefully we're gonna be doing a podcast on some <laughs> some new app or something. Uh, yeah, and uh, we'll be talking about. <laughs> yeah, we just talk talk right into our wrist. Right, right, man. Um, yeah. So, I uh, I guess. One of the things I want to talk to you about, you know, we, we talked about paranormal last time, and I think that's always an ongoing theme. Um, I've, I've really been into the David uh, Polite's, uh his Can-Am Missing Project YouTube videos because he's really one of the most earnest, sincere people on YouTube right now. Yeah. And he's going to give you his unfiltered opinion. He's not acting. He's going on facts. And he's going on the record. He's he's interviewed the families that have had missing people, they're missing sons, daughters, mothers, what have you. And it's been fascinating to have people have been writing in, and he, he you know he asks, you know he responds to a lot of people, to uh, you know. But they, I guess he gets ticked because a lot of people there's a lot of trolls, <laughs> there's a lot of people causing shit on his YouTube uh, page, comments or whatever, rude comments, and he's like, hey. You go. You gotta remember that there's 
these are families that have missing kids, missing husbands and all that. And, and he, he got, he got a little emotional about it. And I, I don't blame him. It's like, it's, it's such a weird thing to be that guy to investigate that incredibly niche thing that no one is really talking about people that are just mysteriously missing and he says straight up he's like the government knows what's going on they don't care and um or they if they do care they got a funny way of showing it but it's um it's so damn unusual and it's so unexplained and no one can really grasp uh the reality of, of no footsteps um and, and the improb the unlikeliness of someone being in one area and then being found in that same area days later after they've checked again and again that area yeah um so i don't know it really that and and the u.s stuff ufo stuff we've talked about and for me in the past couple of years it's just it's really odd so it's like is it can we completely trust everything we see in here and what's being told to us. I don't know. <laughs> I never used to be a conspiracy guy. I'm not really, but it's weird. It's weird. I am. I'm a big, yeah. I mean, the the thing is, is like, you gotta realize that the same reason you get sucked into a movie like Game of Thrones is the same reason you can get sucked in to uh, missing 401 and other and full-on conspiracy theory uh, mm-hmm. plot lines. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. obviously when you're trying to take that information, where the problem comes up. In my this is just my opinion, just my opinion. Yeah. That the the problem comes up, and Neil deGrasse Tyson said something really good. I saw it on an advertisement on YouTube. He said, the, the big, I, I'm paraphrasing, he said, one of the big problems these days is knowing enough about something to think that you're right. Mm-hmm. So you know a lot about it, so you think that's it, game over. You know what you're talking about. When most of the time, there's so much more to know. So basically, yeah. pushing conspiracy theories on people trying to wake people up sound the alarm that stuff has to be done very tactfully and you gotta know what you're talking about to to do that because like just i I mean i'm guilty of it in my past i would watch like three minutes of a 30 minute conspiracy video and then i would post it to facebook for everyone else and like in my head, I'm thinking, just because I post it doesn't mean I'm, I'm saying this or I'm advocating for this. I'm just sharing the good content for people. Like, I'm just literally, I got sucked in here. Maybe you'll get sucked in. But people read that as me believing it and I'm trying to convince them. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, so that's my kind of take on it. Like, I... I I always go back to saying, I know I don't know. There's way more I don't know. I really don't know much. Um, but I do believe the world's a crazier place than we know. And 
it's a crazy place and there's realities that are probably would blow our mind if we were unveiled the full the full spectrum of it and um uh i stick by that's why i just keep an open mind i i assume we're living in a crazy reality whatever that reality is i don't know simulation or not um yeah there's crazy stuff out there, right? I mean, yeah. and missing 411 is just such a great, no bullshit, well-documented, mm-hmm. uh, well-researched, well-communicated uh, example of, I mean, if crazy stuff's happening, someone's got, and someone can report about it, they should, right? Mm-hmm. Once you just once you want to know if all these crazy things were happening, or do you just want to not know because it wasn't spoon fed to you by the top five corporate media sources? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's just a little rant. But anyways, uh, David Polites missing four one one. Um. The, the thing I think's crazy is like what you just said. <coughs> he, if some crazy's going on, let's just assume, and I know he hates it when people speculate. Right. Like he, he makes a very, but let's speculate a little bit and let's just assume, let's just hypothetically say some crazy phenomenon is happening. We don't yeah. know what it is, but whatever it is, it's crazy. Supernatural even, if we want to call it that. Mm-hmm for lack of a better word. Uh, he's on, he's like, the, if there is a force, or like in Mothman prophecies, how there's someone at a higher perspective watching, they know who he is. They know who David Pleites is. There, oh, yeah. he's, so in his head, he's like, he's uncovering all of this. He's gotta know if there is some force, he's gotta be in there, you know, kind of, they know who he is or it knows what it is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I'm sure I'm sure he thinks about that, I would assume. He's in their radar. He's in their scope. He's like the he's almost like the sheriff in Stranger Things. <laughs> it's kind of like that kind of archetype where it's like he's got a little bit of he's got a lot of credibility on the force and yep. He, he's got just enough uh, wherewithal to investigate and um, he's going to present it to people and uh, gosh you know he was this last one I think it was the one before the last one he put out he was talking about this guy he wrote in he's an ex the guy that wrote in is the next special forces guy and he said that he read you know a couple of his books and he, and he was going somewhere where he left somebody alone, a friend of his alone, out in the park. And he went out and he heard <laughs> he heard some weird whispering to him, like trying someone trying to beckon up, beckon, beckon him over. But he heard flute music. Really, flute music, right? And he started to hear it like really faintly, but then he had enough. He, like, he had read the books. He's like, no, I better get back. And he got back. And he felt though something was trying to egg him on and get him off track. Came back to his friend. And he, he, he's like, I think we should uh, get out of here. <laughs> and he wrote David this letter. And he's like, he's like, look, he's like, your writings have 
it might have might have saved me for all I know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like that's good. I mean that that means putting this out there, this information out there, could be actually helping people from from something worse happening. And you know, I investigated. You know, you know, there's there's stories of like fairies and all that, and they say fairies. And it's out there to think fairies are, are doing this, but I still wanted to check it out. But there's stories about fairies playing flute music uh, uh, around rocks and, and, and granite granite rocks. And one of his theories is that people get lost around granite uh, boulders. Really? And um, so there's a little bit of a connection there. Flute yep. and rocks and boulders. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so there's some really bizarre things happening. Um, there's a story about people seeing these people on the hill. They're dancing around one minute and then they, they disappear the next. And then they reappear. They're dancing in the circle again. And yeah. uh, you can find this stuff on YouTube. And, and again, you have to do a good gut check because you, you are going from their It's their opinion. There's no evidence. It's just say so. But yep. you have to give it give it your your instinctual feel. You know, are these people lying? And you know, um, and that's kind of what I, I go I I do if, like if there's evidence evidence out there, obviously that'd be better. But I don't know, man. I, I it, there's so much that we don't know still. There's so yeah. much in the forest and in the jungles that we we don't we don't still don't know. You know, underground in, in the water. Yep. You know, and, and that's what he says. A lot of things, these people get missing close to water. Um, so this is a great time for me. I think I'm going to I'm gonna order the, his next book, the uh, the Eastern Area of Missing 411. And this is a good time to, to delve into those, those books. I, I've been meaning to write to him, but I really don't have that much to say that other people haven't said before. And it's like, I'd like to read more of his material before I can give him a decent question because that's what he says is like unless you've read most of the books you really can't get you can't put too much together you're coming at it the wrong way until you you have all this information more in your head and it's it's not if you watch him it, it's not a cheap ploy for him to sell books it's he's saying it earnestly and sincerely it's like unless you can read most of the books go to the library whatever you can't really formulate a, a good opinion until you and that's because he's got people commenting to him about oh no it's trying to kind of debunk the whole thing and if the, if they would have just read the book they would realize he already went over all of that he already considered all of that mm -hmm. and that happened so much so you really do it's like he's very adamant you got to read the books if you're going to try to come in yeah. say what it is, what it isn't, and mm -hmm. get, you know, get, in some cases, get kind of upset or get kind of pushy or mm -hmm. rude about what they think is happening. Exactly. And it goes back to the fact that there's real people involved in these cases, and it's not, hey, your little kid goes missing and you don't know what happened, that's extremely scary. If, if it was your if it was your family or someone you loved, you probably would be very concerned, right? Yeah. If you're, yeah, oh yeah. So it just it makes total sense. I mean, it's kind of mm -hmm. it's obvious, but 
that's how that's how online is. That's how that's how uh, comments, comment threads are. Yeah, I just you know just a, this is total off topic, ranting topic. Mm-hmm. But I keep seeing people like calling for censorship of ideas or information, and they want you know the social media to censor these people, and it's like and then meanwhile. On all of these pages, there's faceless accounts with no pictures of anyone. They're just, they put like random pictures of different things and they go and they comment and they're obviously fake accounts or they're just, they're, they're faceless accounts where they can go and they control and they can say whatever they want. And I'm like, that is the, that to me, that's who's causing the trouble is these faceless accounts. That mm-hmm. that's who, if things, if you want things to be uh, good on social media, allowing, if, if it's a verified person expressing their, no, don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not trying to defend any, any specific ideas. I'm just saying, I see way, whenever I look at drama on comment threads, it seems like there's always some faceless bot account. And it's like, can't that, doesn't it make more sense systematically to go after that kind of activity? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. know. But Yeah, it seems shady when they only can't put the picture up in the profile. Like, right, and then you go through their account and there's no pictures of them. It's just, it's just a faceless account. And they're, they attack. They attack ideas and they attack at a lot of ad hominems. You know, people are just trying to have a conversation about a subject. And then some bot faceless account comes in and starts swinging and uh, it causes, you know, people, if you were, if you were in line at the coffee shop and someone started talking to you like that, which happens occasionally, there are loud mouths, mm-hmm. but it would happen a lot less. Don't you mm-hmm. think? Yeah. Oh yeah. If you're face to face. Not anonymous. Yeah. Yeah. But with that also said, it's like you can be in a room of people you barely know and start talking politics and then people will start getting fired up. Uh, once the emotions take over, it's hard to put the cat back in the bag. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Sometimes. So, I mean, <clears throat> yeah, but yeah, yeah, little rant. Have you um, have you seen uh, we haven't talked about this uh, Brian Rose uh a censorship of his David Icke uh, video. You know, he keeps he keeps putting videos out saying, uh, you know, hey, you know, I've been they've taken it off YouTube. What's going on? They've, they've kicked me off LinkedIn. They kicked him off LinkedIn. Okay, and Dropbox. <laughs> That's pretty bad when Dropbox kicks you off. And you Vimeo, know. yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Just for I mean, he's had him on before. And but this one, something about this one, it really got the, the censor board riled up. And um, you know, I I haven't watched it yet. I want to. I, I want to, but uh, I know this just look. Everyone, everyone's got a right to, you know, to their opinions and their their theories, whether they're right or wrong or in between. You know, um, whatever reality you choose to accept is your freedom. To accept that reality or not, you know. Um, so it's just—it's weird. It's a weird thing. We've got to be careful about what's what's happening, you know. Um, 
and we have to be protective of, of some of our freedoms within a certain reason right now. And uh, gosh, what was it? I was watching this one video. Yeah, a buddy of mine sent me this video. I'll put it up soon. Where this guy was talking about at the the, the health organization uh, headquarters or something. And he's saying that people should be allowed, the government should be allowed to come into the home and start testing people and, and just be able to take the people out of their home. It was really weird this, what this guy was saying. And he was saying it was such anger and, and it's like, this is what we should be doing. And, and like, oh my gosh, that's that's a little crazy. That's, a, that's getting a little nuts there, you know? So I'll send you the link for that or I'll post no, it. No, I know, right. it's the guy from the UN. The guy from the UN, yeah. he's, he's an Irish guy. I don't know his name, I heard the clip. Yeah. Maybe it was out of context. I don't know, but it was really. Well, every you know, a lot of stuff here. No, I mean it. it of course, you got to listen to the, listen to it in context. But I just don't know any situation where I would be okay with that. I mean, yeah, mm -hmm. uh, it's an it's an obvious. It's an whether it was pre planned or not it's a, it's it's a there's chaos and people look to benefit by creating order out of that chaos one way or another whether they saw it coming or they recognize the opportunity afterwards yeah. uh but i find it interesting have you heard of Dan Pena since <laughs> I was just gonna say that <laughs> he's like you're fucked <laughs> you are fucked I told you <laughs> if you own if you own a hospitality business you're fucked there's no going back you're fucked some of you own restaurants you're fucked It's like, but that's why you're here. I hate to laugh and, about it, but it, it is funny. I, but, uh, yeah. And that's why you're here. <laughs> and if you're willing to get ruthless, yeah, this can be the greatest thing for QLA. Right. Is, yep. So just hearing him say that, knowing that there's people like – you know, there's this talk of the predator class. They're the ones that have access to the capital, you know, capital meaning, you know, money. Mm -hmm. And they squeeze the little guy. They force him to shut his business down so he can't make his payments. And then a guy like following QLA comes in and he buys it distressed from the small business owner, he buys it, he capital, he puts together a board mm -hmm. and then he, he goes in and he gets capitalized yeah. and they buy up those distressed businesses and roll them up. And so yeah. you hear, like you hear about people, Dan Pena teaches you how to do that. Um, and that's why I, don't you wonder kind of how, what, what Dan Pena thinks of what Brian Rose is doing. I want to hear his opinion on how Brian, you know, because basically Dan Pena would say, fuck everyone. Mm -hmm. Fuck it. 
fuck what they think right now. They're gonna, yeah. they're done. They're dead. Don't think about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's there's still a lot of stuff that we we should hear, for, like the differentiating. Like, I don't even know if Brian Rose has rolled up anything. I, I, I just think he's he's doing his thing and it's working. I mean, I don't think he's making anywhere near the money that he would make buying and selling these businesses that Dan is talking about. So no. it's like what? But Brian, what yeah, Brian Rose has seen the other side on his ayahuasca trips. Like he he's on a different mission than Dan Pena. Yeah, and Dan Pena. I mean, Dan Pena said. He, he gives you such mixed signals. At the end of the day, I think Dan Pena is a good guy. He's on the good side. He just talks tough because he mm -hmm. knows that the people you're dealing with think that way. So he's teaching you to think how the predator class teaches thinks, but he's still teaching you how to do it. He's still right. putting. He's still. He's still putting it out there for the world to say, you know, join. You know, it's kind of just like you have to know how this stuff works. And basically, at the end of the day, he just says QLA stands for trying harder than everybody else. You try harder. You do it more. You take it more serious. You sacrifice everything that doesn't mean anything, mm -hmm. and you give it your full. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he has, a, he has a very brutal way of teaching, but he still says his prayers every night. He's still, mm -hmm. um, he's still trying to help people. Um, yeah. And I think at the end of the day, even though he says some ruthless shit, you know, you got to look at his, his actions. And uh, I think Brian Rose is a great example of someone taking Dan Pena's message and utilizing it without following QLA. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Saying, right. yes, I, w I will try harder than everyone else. I will go above and beyond. I will go hard AF. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So yeah. that's, that's kind of how I see it. But it's funny because you hear Dan Pena's message on, on Brian Rose. Hey, Brian Rose, Dan Pena is Brian Rose's mentor. And you hear Dan Pena's message of, fuck him, fuck everybody. Get your money, then change the world. Be yeah, ruthless. Yeah. Get your money. Th fuck the plebs. F focus on the few. And then you hear. Did you hear Alex Jones on Brian Rose? Oh, I was just watching the clip on that. I was. I was watching. He was there talking about Joe Rogan. And yeah, uh, Alex Jones kind of pissed at Joe Rogan for for not being a leader and all that. Not being a leader. <laughs> yeah. I just thought Brian, I watched that clip too, and I just thought how funny it was that Brian was instigating that <laughs> conversation. Alex yeah. is like, Alex is like, you know, I wasn't going to talk about this. I, I wasn't going to go there, but I will if you want. You want me to? And, right. and, uh, and Brian's like, yes, yes. <laughs> it's like Palpatine in Star Wars. Yes, do it. <laughs> No. <laughs> I can't say that. I can't say that. I'm sure he still he still likes Joe. I think the whole, the whole thing that what what happened there was just really between um him and and the the other guy um you know the other comedian uh 
Why can't I never remember his name? The, the, the guy that he's got his own podcast at your mom, your mama's place or whatever. But uh, they didn't know. get along. Something happened between him and, and that guy. And there's like a breakdown between him and Rogan because that guy's real close friends with him. But, um, but yeah, I guess it's just it's interesting to see, um, you know, what's really going on, what they all really think of each other and where this is all going to go. And, you know, there's... You don't want to be. I know Joe doesn't want to be. A con, he doesn't want to be a conspiracy theorist, but at the same time, he doesn't want to be a. You know, just take whatever the media has given him. So it's that fine yeah. line, that balance. You know. Right, and he's still like, look, if if you're an in, independent news organization, and let's say you and I start doing this a couple times a week, and we mm-hmm. get we're the biggest show. Now, in a year on iTunes, right. let's say Ham Palace is the biggest show on iTunes. We oh, don't yeah. owe anybody anything. Right. We don't have we don't have to have guests. We don't have to we don't have to display any idea. We don't have like you know what I'm saying. Like Joe mm-hmm. Rogan doesn't owe anybody anything. If you don't like it, don't listen. Yeah. Uh, j- just because people listen and he has a big audience, like he doesn't owe anybody anything. That's my that's my take on it. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, Joe, who <coughs> you look at who Joe Rogan's had on his show during this whole lockdown? No one. He's had total milk toast guests. He's had just like university professors. The guy was from the University of Minnesota. Mm-hmm. The other. Uh, exotic disease expert, vaccine guy. Yeah. Uh, you know, just some comics that not, they're probably famous, but I, I haven't heard of them. And, uh, you know, he's not, he's not battling for free speech right now. He's not on the front line battling for the war of free speech and personal health freedom and all of that. And that's yeah. fine. That's fine. You give the you get the you get what you earn. If he wants to join the fight and take choose a side, he just hasn't chosen a side public. Like he hasn't taken a side. That's fine. Maybe he will later. He'll still have. He has a great way of having. He's got a three-hour-long show. You know what I'm saying? So all he has to do, he can play. He can play dumb. Uh, mm-hmm. 364 days out of the year if on that 365th day he has a three-hour podcast with someone and he lets them drop you know total truth bombs for three hours he did his thing he did his part you know what i mean Mm -hmm. he didn't he didn't he doesn't have to do it every podcast he can he does it on that's the beauty of having your own show building your own thing you get to you get to make the choice so just to i don't know I didn't. Uh, that's just how I see it. Well, uh, the thing is that uh, if if he was st- if if Joe was bait and bought and paid for, and somebody asked him a, a question straight up, you would know it. The audience, you would know it right away that he's being untruthful or he's not. Is trying not to talk about something because some companies pay him all, paying him a lot of money to not talk about that. We would sniff it out quick because he's been so sincere and honest. 
and uh, the so many podcasts now so that that's his that's his thing and it's like so he can't be the moment he starts being fake and everything that's when people probably will start turning out in a big bad way it's uh they, they tune in because they're getting his unfiltered uh sincerest uh, opinion about things and um yeah that's uh the name of the comedian i was talking about before is joey diaz that's the guy joey diaz yeah the church of what's happening yeah church of what's happening not your mama's house that's a different podcast so yeah yeah but um anyway that's and that's i think we should we should all strive for that to be sincere straight up keep it reals and um yeah i mean i'm in a when you're starting you know when you're podcasting you don't have to sponsor anything and it's like it's nice you don't have to cow tip to anybody you can just say this is my opinion and you know and that's what it is and and i think the moment it's what it is i think in a lot of ways like i've been seeing celebrities um i won't say i won't name names but he was in a movie called birds of prey and i i like this actor a lot um but he was on a talk show and what he was saying is like it felt like the studio paid him to say a certain thing like it didn't seem like he was being sincere about what he was really saying and you and, just um, smelt, you sniffed it out right away. Right? Yeah, it, it seems yeah. Still kind of phony. Like, okay, uh, this is where I say like a, something I memorized, and <laughs> and for an actor, it's like, wow, I don't. Maybe he was doing it on purpose so people could say, look, guys, I kind of have to say it, and the studio wants me to say this about misogyny, and uh, which you know, misogyny's bad, sure, but the way he said it was very. I don't know, but and, and that's what I like about podcasts. It's like as opposed to talk shows, where it's like everyone's pretty much bought and paid for in the talk show. They're promoting something, and uh, even then they're on Joe Rogan. I mean, if you watch um, Robert Downey Jr. and he was on there, I mean, he had to keep it pretty real, even though there's some things he couldn't really go into. He's like, well, I'm going to tell you, I can't really, <laughs> for the sake of my own career, I can't. And it, you know, but he's being straight up about that, so. When they're on that show. He forces them to be pretty straight up, which is great. I love right. That. Yeah, and the people don't want that pre-scripted shit, man. They want they pre, it's it was demonstrated. They want David Ike talking about five G. That's what the internet wants. It blew mm-hmm. up. It blew up, and they shut him down because it was so big. Uh, mm-hmm. So. Um, I mean, you know, I'm sure that there's always two sides to the coin. So are we, are we taking calls? We are, we take, we got about five minutes to go. We can keep them short. And, uh, I don't know. I see some people have entered the studio, but I don't know. They've been nice enough not to call anyone, but if you guys want to call in, feel free. It's time. We'll go quick, quick call-ins. Yeah. I, uh, my girlfriend, uh, she's got dinner on on the stove so okay <clears throat> i see ken zen is on here is that your uh someone you know yeah oh yeah ken zen <laughs> thanks for listening yeah i appreciate ken. that yeah and uh, uh, rebecca um and uh uh srsh sir she unless i'm saying that wrong i so, but thanks for listening, the three of you. And uh, 
we'll try to do these more often, you know, because it's fun. It's a neat format they have on here for live podcasts. And uh, it's nice having a guest on once in a while. Um, Ken Zen, Ken Zen just left my apartment and we had a great conversation about all of this stuff. We were just talking about, um, you know, bugging out. He's got a, he's got a, he's currently <clears throat> building out his sprinter van. Okay. And uh, he's, um, we got a, a nice core group of, of nomads in the mix. And he, he just, he just left for this beautiful 420, 2020. 420 2020 baby yeah that's right and tomorrow tomorrow is 421 it's gonna be a big day uh a lot of numerologists think 421 2020 is gonna be a big day it's a and this isn't my research i don't know any of this i don't know shit but they say it's a big esoteric it's like a big uh right uh day it's like a big in numerology, it's a big day. So apparently, something big's going to happen tomorrow. We'll see if it happens. But well, at, at least I if, go, oh, go ahead. No, at least uh, before I go on, I just special thanks to Ken Zen. He delivered a table set of table and chairs to our place um, nice. in his van. So I appreciate that, Ken Zen. You can find him on Instagram. It's Ken Zen. You'll find him. That's kind an easy a, one to remember. Good name. Yep. Um, but what I was going to say, um, thank you, Kenzen, but uh, Age of Truth with Lucas Alexander. Yes, yes. <laughs> he had some Love. guests on, and they were talking about that. They're like, look, everybody, you need around 11 o'clock. I think this was supposed to be yesterday. They're like, you have to put some good vibes out into, into this world, and, you know, and, and pray and, and do whatever. Just put that out. And uh, I did. I Well, I, I think yesterday I did uh, in the shower. <laughs> I did. A, sometimes I, I get a little, you know, I'll, I'll do a little prayer in the shower or I'll. I'll yeah, I do. Vibed, you know? Yes. It ha it's a great place. You do while you're in the shower. Have you have you ever had amazingly brilliant ideas in the shower? I wouldn't. Say I get all of my. Had some I ideas. get all of my creative ideas in the shower. Yeah, all of them. Wow. Yeah, something about bathing in the water. I mean, we're water. We came out of water. We're basically mm -hmm. came out of the seawater. We're made of seawater. They go. Yeah. You commune, you bathe, and all of a sudden you're in touch with that that element that you are, and it purifies you, and you feel amazing after a good shower. Feel clean uh, and purified. It's, it's a beautiful I process. A great, I had a good workout. I went out for my walk, but I brought my kettlebells with me, and I was kind of doing my kettlebell workout while I was walking. <laughs> and nice. I don't have a gym anymore, so I have to take the gym outside. And uh, I did some push-ups and I did some uh, a few more stretches and I got inside and I took a pretty much a cold shower. I did the uh, Wim Hof method for a minute or two and uh, man, I really felt the rejuvenation after that. It was awesome. Like that was perfect, the perfect combination of exercise and cold showerage. 
and yeah. it was just like wow that was that was dope like it's great when you get that every once in a while a really good replenishing of energy and uh you're right i haven't had a lot of ideas but i've had here and there i've had solutions in the shower or something some kind oh. of uh yeah. creative dot connect your yeah. brain dialogue yeah, exactly my writing or something like that because i think it's you're letting go and when your brain lets go of things then your subconscious goes to work and throws out the answer to that sometimes i think that's part of it yes you know it ab- absolutely so all right we're going on an hour i wanted to keep this at an hour because i still want to do a couple more podcasts before the month ends, but if I can get one or two out, I got a hundredth, my hundredth episode that I'm going to be going to work on, and uh, yeah, I'm going to have a lot of guests. Maybe I'll have you on for the hundredth, Daniel. I don't know. We'll see. I'd love that. Be an honor. Thank you, sir. When are you are you looking at recording another podcast soon? Or what are you What are you doing? Like I said, I just I can only I got to get out. I got to finish my current situation. Duties. Right. Yeah. And once, excuse me, <clears throat> once I'm fully settled into my new place and I have that baggage off mm-hmm. my shoulders, I'm going to really focus in on the next phase, which is so exciting. 2020, big year. I'm, I'm, I'm super excited. Um, I love how the current situation is pushing me to do what I already had a plan to do. Now it makes yeah. even more, more sense to do that plan. And yeah. it's make it's make it's putting a little more pressure on me to take my creative path that I want to do and yep. uh and uh go at chase the vision, which I think is the highest calling of any human being to envision something and then create that vision that that's way higher calling shit than repetition getting into a job and doing a repetitive job hey repetition is how you learn and i Mm -hmm. think you should do as much repetition of the things that you enjoy as possible that's how you get really good at that repetition but that's not the highest level those are just, you use repetition to gain skills so mm-hmm. that in the long run you can create your vision, your dream, your what you've envisioned. And that's what I got from Dan Pena, writing the affirmations down, writing the goals down every day because you convince yourself it's real already. You, yeah. you design it, you write it out. Look, close your eyes and think about how it's gonna look write that down and do it every day next thing you know it's happening so that's there it is i I guess i'll leave it on that how about that i love that i love that we're we're gonna leave it on that note and uh hopefully maybe next week we'll do another live or um within the coming weeks once daniel gets more situated i'll be putting out uh you know shorter cast of 10 to 20 minutes look on youtube I'll be doing some, uh, maybe some live recorded uh, video of my podcasts on YouTube. But Mustang Seven is this is the channel. But um, yeah, man, I had a good time talking to you, Daniel. This is awesome. Glad to have you back. Um, well, it's just glad. It's just good to talk to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whether whether recording or not, I always enjoy the chat. Yeah, man. For sure. For sure. Um, 
All right, we're gonna call it a call to live cast here. All right, everyone, long days, pleasant nights. We'll we'll talk to you and, and listen to us uh, hopefully soon, next couple of weeks. And I'm thanks for listening. Yeah, man, I'll talk to you. Thank you so All much. Right. Later. And.